Welcome to Applying Pressure. Applying Pressure is brought to you by the Peaceful Brand, the Final Peace LLC, and Peaceful Gems Mentoring. Here on Applying Pressure, we aim to educate our listeners, giving you information to help you graduate from just going through life to glowing through it. Pressure creates diamonds, so apply that pressure for your sparkling ending. As promised, we are back together, reunited for our first episode of our bi-weekly podcast. It is October 19th, 2021. I am your host, Alicia. I am the CEO of The Final Peace LLC, the founder of Peaceful Gems Mentoring. And I am also an educator, an advocate, lifelong learner, daughter in Christ, your sister, your friend. Let's hop into this episode. So, as promised, our Tuesday night episodes will be based around anything from ABA to African American studies to education. So, today's episode is going to be involving education and African-American literature. So, this episode is entitled, Finding Your Purpose in the Classroom. So, this is for educators. Although I am new to the field of education and the aspect of teaching but i have always had a strength with building rapport with my students my scholars that bond their relationship that is imperative to gain trust get results and effective data for my aba folk out there when i was on the line as a line therapist or an irt i'm sorry an rbt I always paired well with the clients that I clicked with, if that makes sense. Once I found my vibe, my judge, I was able to bond or pair with those clients. Now, what does that mean for the classroom? So this year, let me set the tone for you. I am in a 12th grade English class. English, 12th grade English in 2021 requires creativity. But above all, you still need that rapport with the students. They are at that age where they are at the crossroads of life. They a lot of times come to us with their stuff, their traumas, their fears, life expectations, nervousness about the next steps these are all things that are harvesting in these young people so rapport makes the world go round it makes all the difference in the world is it comes to when it comes to being able to bond but not only bond but make that breakthrough that educational breakthrough necessary to ensure that skills are mastered 
ensure that standards are met, test scores are exceeded, testing off the charts. So, the way that you gain rapport, finding your purpose in the classroom, goes hand in hand. Rapport and purpose go hand in hand. In order for you to be purposeful, you have to have relationships. The way that you build these relationships are going to be different for the demographic that you are reaching and your goal in the classroom. So what I mean by that is, for example, my English 12 class it is a literature, a literature class. This literature class I have modeled after college classrooms. So we have a lecture. Following our lecture, which lasts about 30, 40 minutes, we have a discussion, a classroom discussion, and either an independent project or a group assignment. So when scholars step into my classroom, they know that that is the expectation. They know I'm stepping into an environment where I am supported. I am cared for and I am valued. My opinion matters and I am in a no-judgment zone. But they also know there are expectations in place so part of building that rapport is allowing your scholars to know there are rules and regulations that run this classroom and my personal objective also is to allow them to know that these rules and regulations carry over to life if you can't sit here and respond according to the demands being placed on you and if you have a gripe or a complaint effectively communicating, then you will not be able to survive in the world. So I make that clear to my scholars. So I build rapport. I set expectations and I allow them to know that these expectations carry over from the classroom into life. The other thing that I ensure to do, being purposeful in the classroom, moving in purpose in the classroom is... Just a little caveat, side note about me, about purpose. I know that my purpose is young people. Giving young people something to move on. Each one teach one, so to speak. Give them a drop of something, a little seed, plant it, and keep it moving. So, with that being said, my classroom is an environment where I challenge my scholars. I challenge my scholars to push them, propel them towards their own purposes. So what that may look like is, I may ask a discussion question. I do not accept yes or no, or I don't know in my class. If you say yes or no, you need to support why you feel that way. If you do not know, you need to seek the resource. So either way, I'm challenging a more thoughtful response, or I'm challenging you to find the answer for yourself. So being purposeful includes each of these points that we discussed, being intentional, setting those boundaries, allowing your scholars to know that expectations are here and they also transpire into real life. Building that rapport, of course, is key. And also being able to challenge your scholars into greatness. But the last thing that I do is make the material matter. 
I want to stick to this because expectations, building rapport, and how you challenge your scholars is a case-by-case basis. You know your scholars, so you build those relationships accordingly. But this last point, making the material relatable, tangible, important to them, is imperative for breakthrough. So, for instance... If you are using curriculum that is not necessarily totally inclusive to what is going on in your classroom, the culture of your school, make it your own. Of course, talk to the proper avenues. Ensure that supplemental materials are improved for the usage of your lesson plans. But even if you can't get that approved... Try to bring it home. Try to bring real world examples into it. Current events. Things that children can relate to. So, for example, with me teaching literature in 2021, baby, as you may know, kids today do not necessarily pick up books for leisure. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And if they read, it's not Shakespeare or Iliad and the Odyssey by Homer. They don't read these types of fictions. They're reading something more relatable to their reality. So it's harder to reel them in with things from the past. So in order to successfully do that in my classroom, what I have done is placed modern day life into the scenes of these books that we're reading and also making the storyline relevant to the kids in my classroom. So bringing the values to a level that they can understand, meeting them where they are and not just spitting all this information out at them, but including them in the conversation, which is where, for my classroom, that discussion component falls in. I give you information. I back that information up with facts. I do cite my sources in my lesson plans. I have slides. I will click the links, and I also provide them to scholars at a later time on Google Classroom. So, another challenge is challenging my scholars not to take what I say and run with it. Do your research. Double check those facts. I tell them that all the time. And I also have them be active in the process. So if I say, for instance, we talked about critical race theory in class. With that discussion, I had scholars fact check the article that I use with the current event, the definition that I provided from a sociology journal, I had them fact check all of this. I didn't just tell them, this is it, this is law, you better take it, you better run with it. I told them, at all times, you need to double check that information and make sure that it is accurate, it is clear, and it is concise. So that all falls again into... Challenging them to be a better version of themselves, a better scholar. But to double back to giving them information that is applicable to them, valuable to them in their personal experiences. I always provide one, a supplemental version or 
some type of curriculum that is African-American literature based. So though we talk about other forms of literature, um, there are other forms of literature in the curriculum that is mandatory. I have a few editions that have been approved that I share with the scholars information to supplement, to add on, to enhance what they are getting. And because, as you guys may know, I think I discussed African American Studies is my undergraduate major. So, I know quite a bit, four years, bachelor's level worth of information about this topic in addition to psychology. So, I bring both components into the classroom. I even go as far as when it comes to rapport, comfortability, and giving them a positive educational environment. I provide things like fidgets in class. This is something that my scholars find reinforcing. It is an incentive. They realize that these things are provided to them for their mental health, but it is also a leisure, an additive. And they realize that it can also be removed when it is abused. So I know I'm throwing a lot of information at you, kind of jumping back and forth between those categories. But just wanted to give you some ideas on what purpose can look like in the classroom. So before I wrap it up, I kind of gave you some steps to get there. But I want us to talk about how your spiritual purpose your god ordained calling or purpose fits into the classroom a lot of times you hear people say teaching is a calling it's a craft it's an art these things are 100 percent true if you know anything about your bible about spiritual gifts then you probably know that teaching is a spiritual gift The gift is given by the Holy Spirit in order to effectively communicate with others. So, of course, in a spiritual aspect, we're talking about being able to communicate the truth of God, his word. Um, You would have to be able to, of course, communicate, clearly instruct, and be specific. Now, let's kind of discuss what this spiritual gift may look like as you use it day to day in the world. So, for example, in the classroom. So, I kind of want to quote first Romans 12, 6 through 8 to give you guys the information on the spiritual gift of teaching. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy and portion to our faith. If service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching and the one who exhorts in his exhortation and the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So Romans twelve seven instructs the ones who teach to use those gifts with grace according to the grace given to us so that is the biblical proof that 
Teaching is a spiritual gift. Again, that is found in Romans 12, 6 through 7 for the part that we were discussing. You can also read verse 8 as well. Now, back to bringing this gift into the real world, the classroom. So, when we teach, of course, we are expected as educators to do it to the best of our ability to meet the needs of the scholars that we are interacting with. The way that we check for this expectation to be met a lot of times is data. Just like ABA, we track data in the classroom using things like test scores, quizzes, classwork, state test scores. The list goes on. So data is important. Data solidifies that things are going effectively or ineffectively. So with orchestrating this gift in the classroom, the first thing that I ensure is that what I'm doing is beneficial to my scholars. I act from an attitude of service. I do this because I want them to elevate. I don't expect anything from this. I can do this without a paycheck. So it's not about the salary. It's simply about elevating young people. Now, flowing into purpose with elevating those young people, tying into my purpose is giving them things that are tangible to love about them. So, for instance, the sharing of African-American literature and history, speaking to them about griots and oral traditions and Africanisms that were passed down through the diaspora gives me my reason. I know because they have told me I see it in their faces, their attitudes, that this affects them in a positive manner. So I know that I am being effective. I'm gauging that based off of reports that I'm getting from my scholars feedback I'm open to feedback I ask them all the time how effective do they think things are going they are satisfied they state that they have not always learned these things or not in as much detail as I provide to them so that makes me feel good that makes me feel like I'm walking and moving in purpose another way to carry out that purpose of course in a way, in an act of service, but also thinking about how to effectively meet those needs. So evaluating what is going on, what is needed, using discernment to not just incorporate the rigid classroom structure, but also feeding them, feeding their brains feeding them in ways that they may have not been given before, giving them a sense of purpose and empowerment through education. That is how you live in purpose in the classroom. Always, if you want to get in contact with the final piece, you can go to the website, The Final Piece, P E A C E L L C dot com. Again, that is The Final Piece, L L C dot com. You can shoot me an email, Alicia, A L E I S H A, at The Final Piece, L L C dot com. You can check us out on Facebook.
Our Facebook is The Final Piece, LLC. Or we have an Instagram, thefinalpiece.brand. Feel free to reach out about any services for kiddos with diversities. I don't like to say special needs, diversities. Either differences that you may notice, whether diagnosed or undiagnosed, we can discuss potential assistance, help, life coaching, depending on the needs of your kiddo. Also advocacy, so giving parents advice. Also mentoring for Peaceful Gems, mentoring for our young girls ages 12 to 21. Remember, I am always here for you. I am here to drop gems, give you inspiring words, and challenge you to push through and keep your head up. Until next time, blessings and peace.